This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I love a Kit Kat. What, but what about like a Reese's Cup? Mm, no. Who hurt you? Why? Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? I'm Eric Williams, and this week, we've got guest Constantellis on the pod. He is an incredible comedian. You have definitely seen him on your phone before. Hilarious Greek-American comedian that does Greek mom videos. And I know you know that I can identify with having a passionate parent. Um, Before we get into the conversation with Gus, I'm going to tell you a story that I've been debating telling you for the past few days, only because I'm wondering if it's too much information. But the energy, the messaging of this podcast is that you are not alone in your highs and your lows. I'm currently in a whirlwind of events, as you know, moving next month. And so there's just like no end to craziness uh last past weekend i was in new orleans for a wedding the wedding was unbelievable it was so stunning i give my friends so many props for all the rescheduling they had to do the universe really gifted them with incredible weather i mean i know new orleans is famous for like swampy humidity heat it was like dry gorgeous 75 the entire time we were there um But of course, we had amazing food, beignets. I got some magic crystals on Bourbon Street. But the story, of course, if you could guess it, it's not a high. Uh, This is a low moment. Uh, It starts an hour before this wedding. We put on our suits, we get ready to go, and we decide to make a final stroll through Bourbon Street before we head to this wedding. So, of course... There are many drinks, an endless bounty of frozen, slushed drinks you can choose from. So Matt decides, along with my friend, dear friend Alex, to uh, get hurricanes. I famously don't drink a ton, but I love to take a sip or two from Matt's drink. Well, this time, it was too good for me to just take one or two sips. I kept saying, Matt, give me another pass that thing down it was so sweet and yummy and delicious and i kept slurping down this hurricane 
we finish it together and head to this wedding. The wedding was an outdoors, uh, beautiful venue right by in the French Quarter. And at the end of the wedding, there's this tradition called Second Line, I believe. It's like a parade after where you walk down the street, kind of walking into your future together. And uh, the bride and groom had these gorgeous parasols or umbrellas with feathers attached. My friend looked unbelievable uh, in her wedding gown. And then a big brass band leads this parade and you're all dancing behind. I'm telling you, it was so beautiful. We all had white handkerchiefs. We were waving above our heads, dancing down the streets of New Orleans in a gorgeous, crystal clear blue sky day. But something shifts. Something is stirring, shifting ground in my tummy tum. That's right. I start to feel a slight pang in my tummy. And keep in mind, I'm wearing a very tight suit. I, just like many of us in this pandemic, have not kept my original form from two years ago. Uh, and it was the suit I wore the night before my wedding that was custom made for that person two years ago. So she was tight. The pants were tight. Well, I thought to myself, Eric, the pang is because your pants are so fucking tight. So I unbuttoned them. I still have the belt attached. And the pang got a little worse. And Matt, <laughs> actually... <laughs> Oh, I haven't told the story to anyone. So I'm realizing as I'm telling this that I look over at Matt and I wanted to tell him, hey, my stomach's hurting, but he was live streaming on Instagram. <laughs> so I didn't want to say in the background of this video, my stomach hurts as we're like dancing, waving our handkerchiefs in the air. So I type Matt a message on my phone. I just say, hey, my stomach really hurts. And he just looks at me and he's like, what now? I then pretend to stand on the side of the parade to take a video just so I don't get any glances or suspicions. But then as the parade passes that I'm quote unquote videoing, I run straight to a bar. I say to them, hey, you mind if I duck in there? And for whatever reason, the girl working in front was like, yeah, sure. But the guy next to her was like, you're not gonna, are you? Well, sir, I was gonna. And I did. Um, I won't tell you the details of what happened, but it was traumatic. Um, if you want more details... You're disgusting, but also I maybe would be willing to tell you, or maybe I'll put a bonus episode up on the Patreon. I've actually been considering that to give you the full story, but I go back to the wedding and I swear to God, my friends immediately knew something was wrong. And they're like, Eric, are you okay? And I was just trying to play cool because I was mortified. I mean, this was a devastating moment. I just had explosive diarrhea in a random bar in New Orleans straight out of a wedding parade. So I say, yeah, you yeah, know, no, everything is completely fine. I'm good. I'm good, girl. Uh, turns out my face had like completely turned green. They said I looked like shit. And um, so I had to take a moment, went out to my Airbnb was close by. So uh, we had some Pedialyte there. So I took my moment, had my Pedialyte. But at this time, I was really convinced that I had either food poisoning. Obviously, I was convinced I had COVID, which I know like immediate diarrhea is not a symptom of that. But um you know where your brain goes. And I was like, do I take an anxiety pill? I was just really freaking out. But I ended up just taking a breath. My shirt was drenched in sweat. I drank a bunch of Pedialyte and then got back out and went back to that wedding, which luckily was only a few couple of minutes walk away. And the great news is my friends were really understanding. Um, they did jab me a little bit when I finally admitted what had happened. They're like, yeah, you said everything was fine, but we knew it wasn't. Uh, so I ended up taking it a bit easy with the food, but I rallied and their band was so God tier next level. Unbelievable music. I ended up dancing the night away, I guess sweating out the rest of the hurricane. 
but I did feel a lot skinnier than I did before. Uh, anyways, it was a magical night after that. We got back to New York City a couple days ago, and now my parents come in a couple days. We then go to LA to get our apartment this time next week. It's just so much going on, but I'm so happy you're here to witness it. This week, we have Gus Constantelis, an amazing comedian. I put his link to his social media in the notes just to make sure you follow along. This conversation is so good. I, I had some expectations of what his answers would have been to some of the questions, and he really went in a different direction. We also have a pretty riveting debate about Sister Act 2 that I really want to know your opinion on and see if you uh, agree with Gus or you think he's just making it all up. So please, cancel him if you so choose. Um, again, uh, enjoy this episode. Follow that patreon through uh patreon.com slash gay ass podcast list last week we got a couple more people and even some of you have added to your subscription to the next tier i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart your support means the world and i know that i would not be able to continue to do this without people going to that patreon so thank you so much i cannot wait to see what your reaction to the guests that are coming up and can't wait to see what you think about this episode here is gus constantelis You know what's so funny, Gus, is that I just learned something about my AirPods through your TikTok. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my goddamn heart. I lose my AirPods more than you know. And your TikTok, you gave a reaction to this girl who put the AirPods in the top right of her computer. And they just magnetized and stuck there. And you then show yourself doing it. And then you give a, the same reaction that I probably am about. I'm gonna, I literally haven't tried. I watched this 30 seconds ago. So I'm going to try right now. I'm putting the microphone down. That is so funny. <gasps> it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. I lose these every day that ends in Y. I, I'm literally, I'm so annoying when I can't find them. And yet I'll just paste them onto my little screen there. And then girly, we have a match. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause you do so many videos and whatever and like content. And that was like, me just reacting to like this silly airpods hack and it like blew up and i was like oh okay i guess i just need to put like the littlest effort possible sometimes <laughs> well there's a whole conversation to be had about that because first yeah. of all gus your videos are so good but i really i do agree with you that like whether it is a video you spend 12 weeks on editing and like martin scorseseing the cinematography or it's just you laying in bed with a reaction we still see your magic shine through I'm learning that if I just have to like do a reaction in a bed, I think I'd rather do that and, and and get people to enjoy it versus I would spend 11 hours on these. The the what inspired this podcast was um that's a gay ass movie where I would like break down why movies were gay as hell. I literally spent 11 hours on a one and a half minute video, and I'm Ugh. while they were fun and like I wish I had a full like team to help me with them. It's it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. You really it's like it's a fine balance of like okay i'm gonna put a lot of work into this one idea that i know will be really fun and i'm gonna put less effort and like production value into all this other shit and like it really is like okay i'm gonna just do a 10 second video and that's it and you know that's that's the beauty of tiktok it's a pro and a con really at the end of the day because you still have people like putting in so much effort and like yeah doing so much and like that's great but then you have people that are literally just like in their beds or like literally in their cars just like picking up food at a drive-thru 
just reacting to silly shit they see. And it's like, all right, good. I think we're too old, honestly. I think if I was younger and I was like really good with the transitions and I could like throw myself into a shirt, like, sure, I would love (laughs) to be able to do that. Oh my God, my entire freaking explore page on Instagram is all those stupid dudes. Like, (laughs) it's always these like straight dudes with all their outfits and like, most of them are terrible outfits. These are five ways you can wear beige. I'm like, these are terrible <laughs> outfits. And they're just doing all these like crazy transitions. Like the boom, boom, yes. boom, boom. You know what I mean? I'm so exhausted by them. I know why Instagram like feeds them to me specifically. But I'm also like, I don't, I'm not interested in this. I see, I'm not interested in beige number one, two, three, or four or five. But what I am interested in is how TikTok is so intense about what they allow for you to be like to put on there in terms of inappropriateness. And yet, they will take something down, but then I'll scroll to the next video, and I can see the outline of a full... I can see cock, balls, I can see pubic hair, I can see everything coming out of these men's sweatpants, and yet TikTok keeps those videos up. That confuses me. It's a mystery. It's truly a mystery. Do you get turned on on TikTok, or do you only use it for entertainment and AirPod hacks, or do you actually enjoy seeing the thirsty men on there? I actually put not interested to the thirsty men. It's really not something I need to see all the time. Because I just go into that like insecure, like comparing cycle where I just like feel bad. So I'm like, this is stupid. I need to get this off my page. And it's always like if if they try to do comedy, too, it's like, (laughs) shut up. Stop this. We all have a purpose. And yours is not to make us laugh. Yours is to make us thirst or feel bad about ourselves. Just wear beige. Just leave me alone with this. (laughs) Wear beige. Show me your pecs. Show me the outline. And then we'll call it a day. I do agree with that. I was really observing or reflecting on every social media we're on has a different purpose. I think Instagram was built for you to see people's lives unfold and to, yes, maybe feel about about your own. I think TikTok is there for you to actually just be entertained and laugh and learn hacks. And then I think Twitter is just to make you realize that humanity is screwed and that everyone has a really really strong opinion that i'm i'm spending less and less time on twitter because i'm just i don't think it's adding any happiness to my life oh it's exhausting twitter is just the worst i hate twitter i don't even like look at twitter i only just tweet things out just to like be like i'm tweeting but i just can't look at it it really is exhausting because everyone has an opinion about everything and if you go deep in to like everything you're just like oh this is just exhausting truly truly but speaking of your tweets i want to say that you had a big old show at caroline's that was a very big success and i'm devastated i wasn't in town to see it but what i do want to say is mazel tov congrats on being a star how does it feel to have that done and to like to be where you are i that night was so fucking awesome i have to say like it was just so perfect my dad came and my dad was so cute the whole time. He kept laughing at everything. Like it was so cute. Cause like I would do a punchline and he would like, everyone would laugh. And then they would look at my dad laughing at the like at laugh. It was just so cute. He was and another he, character. He was, it was like another character part of the show. It really was. And then he like at the end, like I do, I did this, like I do the Greek mom character that I do. I do it live and uh, I do a song and a dance. And my dad came up on stage and he danced with me and it was like super cute Everyone was crying. It was a whole thing. It was oh really great. Oh, my God. I mean... It was a really great night, yeah. That is so special. Because here's the deal. I think that one of the reasons why I love you and your comedy so much is because it's, like, so universal of having such a specific culture. And then even though it's, like, I'm not a Greek person, I still know the feeling of having, like... I mean, I don't want to characterize your mom but i want to say like having maybe a strong personality of a parent (laughs) no i get that yeah yeah totally 
<laughs> I was just watching the video of your mom like dragging you or reading her for filth when she was making the fried potatoes. And she was like, that's why I have high cholesterol. Oh, yeah. No, literally dragged me, dragged me so much. I was and she was and then she goes, oh, yeah, get your ketchup. You know, you love ketchup. <laughs> you always had a separate Every- plate for ketchup. Oh my God, she called me out. She called me out. You know what's funny though about that is that you also had a tweet that was about how diner fries are the best fries ever. And literally me and Matt will have full... And like not as a joke, we have had fights about the fact that I love diners so much. And I think it's even come up on this podcast before. I think diners are my happy place. There's probably some nostalgia there. But like I think that diner fries are the best diner milkshakes are the best the energy the ambiance is where i feel most at home and one of my favorite things to look forward to is like being high and going to sit at a diner with a couple of friends and just giggling over my eggs and potatoes at 11 p.m yes i love a diner i really want to do like a go to every single new york city diner like thing on tiktok like yes. i'll never do it it's like one of those things that's like never gonna happen but i really want to do it <laughs> But I love a New York City diner. It's just like my favorite thing to do in the whole world. Like the food is always great. The only problem with New York City diners for me is that some of them like like this is a Brooklyn diner and it's like $32 for a chicken finger. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm talking like classic diners. I don't want like Williamsburg bullshit diners. No, where it's like it's called a diner, but it's like just like a new American restaurant. No, no, no. <laughs> I want a diner. So wait, where, what are your go? Where do you go? What are your go to's? Okay, I love Neptune and Astoria. Oh my I god, Pe- I live three blocks away. Keep going. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I always I love that place. I love, uh, you know what? I love the Bridgeview Diner in Bay Ridge. I just love that diner. I've never been. Pegasus in Bay Ridge. Vegas was great. Vegas was great, but it shut down, so mm. it's gone now. But I used to go there every single Sunday with my dad. Oh, so I know. Wait, when you, what, what's, your, what's your order at the diner? Okay, so if I'm going in the morning, okay, well, it depends. I either get like a like a specialty omelet with like feta cheese in it, whatever like the Greek omelet is. I get sure. the Greek omelet, right? Usually with the French fries. No, no fucking home fries. Always the French fries. Or I get two eggs sunny side up with a side of bacon and French fries and sourdough toast. Sourdough toast. Or if I'm going at like lunch dinner, I get a Greek burger. What's on? Oh, is it more feta? It's just like literally a burger, yeah, with feta cheese on it. They always have a Greek burger. There's always a Greek burger on a menu. I'll tell you. You'll find it now. You're like, oh, there's a Greek burger. There's like a Mexican burger with like pepper jack cheese and avocado. You know what I mean? There's a Greek burger with feta cheese. Oh, yeah. I love that we can't... There's a Philly burger. Of course there's a Philly burger. I love that we can't generalize like people when it comes to just like you're walking around the earth, but a diner who's probably owned by some random person of like generic white ethnicity is probably like, we're going to make the Mexican burger... And like, we just agree that that's okay. Yes. No. But, and it, you know what? And it is whatever. I don't care. There is no, it is. It, there, it's all lives matter. It is what it is. <laughs> it diner is food is the all lives matter of cuisine. <laughs> it's just like there's all bets are off. Okay. There's a diner in Brooklyn that has uh, lobster on the menu. I'm like, that's just what? And who orders this? What we call that, Gus, is a gamble. I'm not ordering That's lobster. A at a, and listen, I'm the first to advocate for diner rights, but I will not advocate for a lobster or a seafood special at a diner. I will not go that far. I, there are limits to this. 
Absolutely not. I mean, it's so because I'm you know that especially with TikTok that there is within a year or two time there is going to be a Gen Z person who cancels uh, diner owners for putting Greek, Mexican, and Philly burgers on the menu. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And then we're going to make a video that's saying this is why this is horrible. I've always said this is horrible. I've never been a supporter <laughs> yeah. of these burgers. No, I'm going to be like, leave these burgers alone. How <laughs> else am I going to know that there's pepper jack cheese on it? <laughs> Wow, Gus is going to be on the uh, the I'm, controversial I'm gonna go, side. I'm going to I'm going to swing far right on the diner on the diner uh, political, you know, whatever. I'm fiscally liberal, diner <laughs> conservative. <laughs> Don't you know it? oh my god guys this is also so good and so dark i mean i just don't know what what side i because I, i'm i think especially being a person that creates different content i sometimes i really respect you that you were able to swing for the conservative side of the diner battle because i sometimes get worried about a controversial take only because of like the vitriol of the trolls like i even put up a silly video today about dr van hans and how like he how he runs through the airport and like because all that clip from the oh, movie where it's like yeah. his hands are behind silly. him it's very silly and i st- and that and i posted it because i feel fine about it but sometimes when i talk about dr van hans and i'm like i'm sure ben platt is a great guy and am i hurting ben platt's feelings and i'm like you know what he has bigger fish th- to fry than my one off well my five off statement on this podcast you know (laughs) five off no but i get that i actually i had a moment yesterday where i was like i do kind of feel bad for ben platt everyone is really shitting on him right now but at the same time like he doesn't help himself he looks 28 do you know what i mean like he should have had the wherewithal to like understand that he also got his stupid ass on a podcast and was like well if it wasn't for me the movie wouldn't have been made and it's like, wasn't for your fucking dad. Shut up. Like, I just like don't think he helped himself throughout the whole situation. So I don't feel that bad about it. And also, like, if you can't laugh about it, like what he should be doing, honestly, my PR move here would just be like, laugh about it. Just be yes. like, oh my God, yeah, I look fucking old. Just he embrace say, it and laugh about it. He should be posting a lot of how do you do fellow kids type things. Yes, exactly. He should be just fully embracing it. And instead, he's just like acting like a little bitch. And that's why people are making fun of him. Sorry, I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's just the truth. Like, I mean, what did you think was going to happen? You look old as shit, man. Well, then here's my question. Do you think that this will affect his career negatively at all? No, I don't think so. I mean, what? He's what career? Like, he's on what? The politician. And I mean, listen, he for like, he's fine. He'll be, I, I think he'll be fine. But because, and that's the thing that I feel bad about is that, yes, he has definitely not played the right cards. But at the end of the day, his fault was that he was born to a very powerful producer, but he also yeah. happens to be very talented. And so he, if I was, pre- if my dad was like, hey, do you want to make a million dollars in a Broadway musical turn movie with Amy Adams, but you're maybe a little too old for it? I don't think my first thought is like, no, but I'm too old. My thought's going to be like, Amy Adams? Yeah. So I, I I think that he was between a rock and, a, and an old place. And like, I think <sighs> that what would I have done? I can't tell you this, Gus. I can't. Here's what I really genuinely believe is I believe that Ben Platt's career now is in such a literally rock and yeah, an old place, a rock and a hard place where like if Ben Platt is a fucking asshole nightmare to work with. No, his career will not continue after this. Right. If Ben Platt is genuinely a lovely individual who made just a stupid mistake just to be in this movie, mm-hmm. his career will be fine. 
Right. And so like, I think that we will see which version of Ben Platt is the real version based on how that plays out. That's I what think I that's genuinely believe. A very good point. And, and I'm not just saying this to like cover my own ass. I really feel like from the people I've heard, I, I think he is probably is a pretty chill, cool person that's definitely yeah. good to work with. But like you're I think just the he's learning the the cards to be dealt. And I hope he takes your advice. I hope he puts a spin and like makes fun of himself because yeah. that's like the best possible way. But I think that you know, that's funny is that the reason why I was at an airport to begin with to film that video is because I was at this wedding this past weekend for one of my high school friends. And as I've gotten older, I've really connected more with these high school girls. And this last week on this podcast, we were talking about how like gays and their girls is such a strong, tight bond. And like this weekend was such an example of that. And the reason why I thought of it, of bringing this up is because one of your tweets actually was about when you get older, you find out how many of your old classmates are gay now. And when we get together, we like compare notes about like where people are, of course. And you know what's really crazy is that like I came out the last month of senior year of high school. There are a few other gay people from my class for a pretty small class, but randomly I went to high school in St. Louis, Missouri, and we have multiple trans people that have come out for my year. How crazy is that? Wow. That is insane. Isn't it? Like there was this person who was a kind of quiet person i I didn't know very well but uh she is now a gorgeous trans woman living her truth and i think it is beautiful that we are in a world that's becoming more available to have resources to do this but i also like i think it's going to be the same thing as it was with queer people in many sense of like gays and lesbians and bi people is that so many more of us are queer than we have been open to even exploring ourselves and i so my question for you is does your high school class have have there been a lot of new new out gay people i you know what's funny is i think that there's definitely a lot of guys that have come out now that i've been like oh okay but like actually not well there were trans people in my school we had a we had a teacher we had a substitute it was a student and then later a substitute teacher who transitioned uh female to male and that was interesting because I was like 16, 17 when that was happening. Wow. And so that was my first kind of like real experience with trans people. And I actually have to be honest with you. I didn't handle it well. Like, yeah. I think that the whole class around us didn't really handle it well. I think that there was enough people surrounding her at the time that like we were able to like navigate like how to talk about it. But at first, it was really jarring. And I think a lot of us were like dumb fucking teenagers about it. And like me included, I definitely would put myself in like, I made snide remarks. I said stupid shit. The problem was that this person also was a fucking asshole. So you know what I mean? So it was like, that didn't help either. And I think it, and it's funny because now they're awesome and I love them and I see them all the time. And I think it was just a hard time and, you know, his life. Yeah. And because they were, he was transitioning and he in front of a just, bunch of shitty high school kids. Exactly. Exactly. And we weren't, you know, probably the keenest to that experience. Right. And so, like, right. But, like, I think that it took a little while to navigate it. But eventually, like, by like year two, we were all like totally on board and we were like, yeah, like Elijah, like me included. I think it just took some time again because we were shitty teenagers. And then once you teach the shitty teenagers how to, react and to adapt and to learn they're gonna do that like right away like teenagers are like very absorbent in that way right 
which I think is actually a very positive way to look at it is that even with a really shitty first reaction, in the long run, it teaches you at a young age, like to accept people. And, you know, I think that high school is just such a shitty time for so many people. And I cannot imagine someone going through such a transformative experience in front of that age group. Because even when I was hanging out with my friends this weekend, we would talk about people from our class. And I think the thesis statement is that, A, a lot of the guys that I went to high school with who were like straight bro-y dudes were like kind of dicks. And I don't think I'll get in trouble for saying this. I just think that while some of them have evolved and have actually grown up to be pretty pretty cool down-to-earth guys that are like open to how the world is now, there are still people who are complete assholes. And I think that while I love having a relationship with these friends and like I would not change it for anything, I think that... I don't know about you, but there was... High school for me was both empowering and amazing and also like really fucking hard and traumatic in ways. And I'm curious, it sound were you were you out in high school or were you what was your vibe in high school? Well, I mean, I was like I said I was by sixty forty. I mean bullshit. You know what I mean? Like everyone really knew. <laughs> did everyone you actually say sixty forty? I did. I used to say it all the time too. So wait, sixty percent into women or men? No, sixty percent into men and forty percent. Oh. I mean, it made no sense. There was no no logic. There was no rhyme or reason to it. I had a similar experience. I was like, I loved high school. I had a great time. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying like I wish I could be back, but I'm saying like I had a great high school experience, mm-hmm. and all my close friends are all my high school friends still to this day, and we're all killing it. You know what I mean? Like in our Love. own individual ways, um, and. Yeah, I liked high school. Was it I in, was also like, in New York? Yeah, it was in Brooklyn. I went to Fort Hamilton High School. 4,500 kids. Holy shit. Yeah. And you still had a... God, I mean, 4,500 kids. That So were there... What it, was there even that Mean Girls moment of like, this is the table of these people? Was it was it still se- like separate in that way? It was like... It, was, it wasn't like, you know, here, the, this and that. It was actually more because it was such a multicultural school because like Bay Ridge is just like a lot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. It was like the honors kids all hung out with the honors kids. The, it was like the music kids, the band kids were band kids, theater kids were theater kids, chorus, chorus. But then there was like the, these are the Puerto Rican kids. These are the Dominican kids, the Greek kids, the Chinese kids, like the Korean gang, like the whole, like, <laughs> that's how, like, it really split off, to be honest. So did your, were you in, a, like, a, a Greek gang and, like, a, a different... No, I actually, no, because I didn't join the Greek gang. I wasn't part of the Greek gang. My brothers, though, I was about to say, like, my brothers, though, were, like, the head honchos of, like, the Greek posse when they were in, like, in high school. Oh, shit. Went to the same high school. They were, like, head honchos of the Greek posse. It was, like, a whole big deal. <laughs> and they used to cut class all the time and go to McDonald's. But if they couldn't get into McDonald's, they would light fires in the garbage cans just to keep warm in the winter because they just didn't want to go to class. And I'm like, that's just stupid. And it would be all the Greek kids like smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I'd rather risk frostbite than just go to Spanish class. Like, you fucking idiot. So then if I were to characterize your cousins as the uh, hot guy, Joey Fatone and his brother in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, would that be like the types of people your cousins were? Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. My brothers, yeah. Your brothers, yes, yes, yeah, yes. So, wow, wait, so that is... So, wait, what group were you in in high school, then, if you weren't with the Greek gang? I was in, I was the honors kid and the theater kids. That was we, my groups. The oh, honors we kids, love. theater kids. Oh, and the leadership kids, because I was the school treasurer. Gosh, come on now. I was I was involved. Let me tell you, I was involved. I did theater, I did chorus, I did 
leadership. I was the school treasurer. I was the school mascot. I did talk the about the politics every morning. Oh yeah, I know. Ben Platt has nothing on me. Okay, I did the announcements every morning. I would do like the Pledge of Allegiance. It was the gayest Pledge of Allegiance ever. I'm waving through this intercom. (laughs) Oh wow, that's good. Like literally, yeah. (laughs) I'm getting such a vivid image here. But speaking of being a theater kid, then did you watch the Tonys last night? No, I did not. You know what? I don't want to watch. I just like the. I hate award shows. They're just like terrible and outdated just to be i know people love them and i get it and i know it's a big twitter thing but it's just like i don't know in 2021 i can watch the highlights oh truly we almost we almost did not watch it just because of a they were from the 2019 2020 tony award season b there was even a category where one person was nominated for like best lead actor i guess in a musical he was the only nominee aaron tevate was the only nominee so they were like and the nominees are Aaron Tveit, and and the winner is, and then he's still, and I'm like, I'm gonna drag him a little. He still got up there and started crying about this award, and I was like, I understand it's a huge deal, but doesn't any part of you feel almost robbed of the full experience, knowing that there just weren't any other options? Right. Also, like Aaron Tveit, you do TV. Like, what are you, t- what are you doing? Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he he's a quintessential straight musical theater guy. But I, and the thing is, is that I will always, 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 always love theater. Always love Broadway. Like, God, I and I, I just know like the industry is so fucked in so many ways and and i can't even don't even want to get into all of it but i always like asking people when they were in high school especially because yours was so huge i need to know what shows you were in like what that culture was so my freshman year i wasn't in it but we did annie get your gun and i went to go see annie get your gun and there was like two dudes in the cast that were like so hot Mm. so then like that at the end of that year my friend was like oh i want to audition next year and i was like oh maybe those two hot guys are gay they weren't well actually one of them is now yes totally is now is he still hot um he is uh for the purposes of this podcast yes he's still hot Like, no, I mean, like, low-key, like, would I still tap that? Yeah, 100%. 100%. But he was one of those guys that, like, came out of the closet and got a boyfriend right away. And now he's, like, still with that boyfriend. Oh, my God, he is? Wait, can you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe off mic, I'll, I'll ask some more questions about this guy. But continue, yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. But then um, we did, I was, the first thing I did was Thoroughly Modern Millie. Ooh. And, um, yeah, I loved Thoroughly Modern Millie. Uh, but I was also, I just want to point out, in every music, because I don't want you to ask me, and I'll, just every time, I was in the ensemble every single time, Listen, because I can't, I can't sing. I'm not But a we love a chorus boy. We lo- yeah. Were you tap dancing in Millie? Uh, yes, we were. But I was oh. the dance captain, because I was a really good dancer. God! So I was, like, big dancer, so I was always in the ensemble. And then... In junior year, we were like the first high school in New York to do Rent. <gasps> yes, that was pretty cool. That was really cool. I'm truly, sh- I mean, like my jaw's on the floor. Like, was this theater program pretty huge because it was such a huge school? Um, It was like, you know, I mean, it was known for its good productions, but it's not like there was like any more or less money in it than any other public school in new york oh my god though you did rent yeah. okay so i'm still so yeah. we did uh so annie get your gun was your freshman year you weren't in that you then this school then did thoroughly modern millie then it was rent yes. then what and then it was okay so wait, i also did macbeth we also did oh macbeth, shit and and then i think oh and then in senior year i did tartuffe <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> we were terrible that was a terrible production and it was dirty rotten scoundrels 
Holy, your school had Which, some good. Uh, oh wait, yeah. your, your face is saying it was was it not well, good? Well, I mean, it just was a weird choice after rent. Like I oh. think that like because like I think that with rent, like it was such a big deal, and like yeah. everyone came out to see rent. And the dirty round scoundrels was just kind of like a, a very niche like thing. And it, was it was a letdown compared to rent. Yeah. Well, you know what? So it's actually very similar for me because I, my junior year, we did Oliver, which I was first kind of bummed about, but I got to play Fagin, which like ended up being like, oh, wow, I get to put ugly makeup on and, and, and like, I feel like a real actor. And that was like famously where I actually also had a girlfriend and uh, hooked, hooked up with her at the cast party, if you can imagine. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, I took my prosthetic nose off my already big nose and um, then Stop was... <laughs> but then... Our senior year, I was like, okay, this is it, girls. My senior year musical. I cannot wait to play Joan of Arc. Like, I don't know who, what I was uh, expecting to have, but we did The Wizard of Oz. And okay. it was a choice. It was a choice. And I did yeah. play the Scarecrow. And I don't like look back and I'm being like, God, thank God I got to do... Because the thing is, the movie, of course, is the best thing of all time. But when your high school chooses to do The Wizard of Oz, I think it's like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's a strange choice. We did hairspray the year after I left. Were you devastated to miss it? I was a little devastated, but it's so funny because my high school was so like it was just <laughs> there weren't enough white people for the cast, so some of the white cast members were Asian. Wait, 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 wait. There weren't enough white people. There weren't enough white people for like the white part of the cast. <laughs> And especially there weren't enough, like, good enough white singers to play the lead roles. And so, like, our Link was fully Asian. Yes, come on, Asian and, like, Link. During during one of the performances, like, he said something like, I don't know, I'm Asian. You guys are supposed to hate me. It's the 60s. And then just, like, started playing the song. It was hysterical. Because they don't so know funny. Asian or black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was literally so funny. Um, yeah. That is such a beautiful New York uh, uh, experience, though, because I think, like, you've heard, I know you've heard of different high schools who have done, like, musicals where they didn't have enough black people like i oh, with yeah. a full like and like i'm not gonna cancel my high school but i will uh say quietly i'm like that we did once on this island and we did not have we had more white people than black people and listen i don't think they would do that anymore but uh there i'm i i really wish i could have seen hairspray at your high school damn that must have been so good an asian link come on now it was awesome. Honestly, it was a great production. And then I think we did Legally Blonde and Eight Misbehaving. So that that it back it was it was good. We had a good run after. I'm not that. joking. Before I move out of New York, I need to go see your show at your high school. I just it's it's honestly great. I would go with you because I I've gone back to see a bunch of them because I love it. You know what I mean? Like, are you a star when a you visit nice... your high school? I um a little bit like I go back and like a lot of people know him. like all the teachers are like oh my god it's God like they just loved me I like loved all my teachers I yes. just like, had a great high school experience oh I love that and I also, just love it yeah you're like the gay celeb coming out of your school <laughs> but also I saw that you tweeted that someone saw you on the train and they were like is that Gus and they're like no he's too short it's not him oh my god literally this happened last night i was like so tired I did seven shows this weekend so <gasps> I was like exhausted coming back home and I like got on the train and i put my hoodie on and i was like i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna engage and these 
people walk in and they're Greek. And I was like, oh no, this is oh, like, no. this is like my biggest nightmare right now, please. <laughs> and then like literally one of them, like they even said like, they were like, Hey, sir, they tried to get my attention. And I really <gasps> was like, I don't, I can't talk to you, please. I'm so, and I also took an edible, you know what I mean? You have to oh, imagine sure. like I was, I was just like not in the right headspace at all. And so I was just like, oh no. And then they were like, I'm, I'm sure that's him. I mean, I think so. And then the dude was like, I don't know. He, He's really, he can't be that short in real life. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> they start then, dragging you. They started dragging me. They were like, no, I think that's him. I mean, I think he likes, I was wearing like a scream, a sweatshirt. Sure. And they're like, I think he likes that movie. And I was <gasps> like, that is so weird. It was so weird. I was like, okay. Thankfully, they got off like a few stops later, but I was like, this is so strange. I'm it obsessed was really that you, they're having a full out loud conversation. And oh, yeah. <laughs> It feels like oh, there's yeah. like a secret camera show where it's like, do you know that clip of it's like, um, what would you do? And this guy's talking about how he he likes both guys and girls and doesn't know what to do. And then this like random stranger is like, you're bi. You're bi. Have you seen that clip? No, I haven't. It's so iconic. I mean, talking about 6040, it's like this guy is just like <laughs> talking about like what he is into. And I guess he I, I don't remember the full clip, but this literal stranger is listening to it. And like she just goes up to him. She's like, let me tell you something. You are bisexual. And it's like, come on, we, we need an ally. We stand our, our diner. At, it was in a diner and we, it's all full circle. Speaking of diners, our cast parties were all at the Bridgeview Diner. Oh my God. Really and it full was, circle. Let me tell you, it was lit. It was lit. Those poor servers. Diner. Those poor, no, poor we servers. we got a whole back room to ourselves. <gasps> we were living, honey. <laughs> God, this is taking me back. I I don't really miss high school, but I do miss a cast party. We would go to a steak and shake in St. Louis. That's where we would do it. And God, did I. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, well, actually, so full circle is this podcast asks a very famous question. And I'm going to ask you now, Gus. This question is, Gus, whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with Robin in Batman and Robin was definitely a formative moment, which I didn't realize until recently was like a lot of people's very formative moment. Very much so. And that lip thing. Remember the lip thing with Poison Ivy? That scene where he like, (gasps) I was always so fucking confused about that scene. And then I saw a TikTok about it where it was like, yeah, he put on plastic lips. So when she kissed him, he wouldn't get poisoned. Right. And then he pulled it off. And I was like, Oh my God, that makes so much sense. I never understood it, but I thought it was so hot. I was like, I wish I could pull off my lips. It was so strange. I mean, his lips alone, just like the shape of them. He probably was wearing some gloss on top of it. And then, of course, the pecs in the suit where you fully see nipples on a fully like plastic bodysuit. So much about it. Oh my god, I just, I'm getting revved up thinking. And also, I think Batman and Robin, canonically, you have a gay air around them. And not only, wait, I I literally have talked about him on this podcast, and every time I have to ask, his name is, what, Chris, is it Chris Donnell? Oh, I, oh yeah, it's, it's Chris, I think it's Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, my God. I wonder what he's up to these days. Oh, my God. He is so hot. I really hope and pray that he makes like a video on TikTok. That's just like, hey, gay guys, you're welcome. Do you know what I mean? That's all I need to say. Oh, wait. Well, aware of the fact. Well, I do want to let you know that in 2016, he was sued by a fitness trainer over daughter's alleged chain collision car crash. That's that's tough, Chris. Sorry about that. Um, Oh, you know what else? I think what? the Magna Defender in the Power Rangers was also responsible for me being gay. The, the Magna, Magna Defen- Defender? The Magna Defender 
Lost Galaxy Power Rangers. Oh, I found it. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out who was playing. Michael Corbett was, I think, the guy who was playing. Let me see. <laughs> I'm looking at a full body suit I'm, of a man, and like he has two yellow horns on top of his full body suit. You can't see a single face. Um, okay, but look at the actor that plays him. He's so hot. Michael Corbett. Did they ever? Did Michael Corbett's face ever? Was he ever seen in the movie? No, he was. Oh, you know, he was out of. I mean, yeah, he was out of the costume a lot. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, um, Michael Corbett, Power Rangers. Oh, He's yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Do you I see, see what I mean? Yeah. In fact, I even remember telling my like at a very, very, very young age. I even remember telling my dad something like, "Oh, I really like this guy." And my dad <laughs> kind of being like, "What?" there's just something about him i mean i've seen so many things about like people that i felt really strongly about especially among uh, i think gay women where they like really had a strong reaction to like if their friend had like done something to them or like if like they had really high standards for some of their best girlfriends and like didn't know why they were reacting so strongly or like things that are so obvious now that are gay but like back in the like i remember back in the those days of being obsessed with certain of course movies and characters and actors like there's some tweet i saw that was like growing up gay men think they are they want to like sleep with these strong female personalities but they realize they just want to be them or like they're having the obsession Mm. like mine was really beyonce i mean it's it's almost cliche but I, in seventh grade, had to create like a year-end collection of my work, and I had to do different chapters for it. And all the chapters were different performers, and like Beyonce was one of them. And I was like, yeah, I'm in love with Beyonce. I have a big crush on her. When really, I love that she played Foxy Cleopatra and Austin Powers, and I loved her big hair and her, and her swagger. Like that was... I, looking back, a seventh grade boy being like, I'm so in love with Beyonce. Did you see her shoes? It's like, no, we, you're not in love with her. You, you want right. to walk in the shoes. Right. That for me was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Very relatable That was as well. like, I wanted to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I would even like, there was like in the backyard of my parents' house, I would take like a long stick and like pretend <laughs> to like, do you know what I mean? Like pretend to like, you know, whatever. It was like so stupid. I was like, so no, was it's, so I funny. mean, it's so good though, because I in the backyard would not do Buffy. I would do Pippi Longstockings. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would like make my babysitter be like, okay, I'm Pippi Longstockings, and now there's a big storm. We have to steer the boat out of this uh, horrible storm. And she was like, okay, fag. <laughs> I mean, it was like <laughs> that. I, if anyone listening to this as a kid also loved Pippi Longstocking or Buffy, that it's, it's, you're not, you were not alone. Um, God, those answers are so good, though. And it's always so funny to me how it's always like something kind of vampire or Buffy-like or Halloween-adjacent or also like Power Rangers or action figures or X-Men related. But it, there's something about it, like the the full body suits, the, I don't know, performative masculinity. I'm not sure. But I will say that Halloween is coming up. Do you, do you, are you a big Halloween person every year or are we, are we over it? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a big Halloween person. The, here's the thing, though. I don't dress up like I don't need a whole costume situation. It's mm-hmm. not about like for me, it's not about dressing up in a costume. I would I'm happy to be Ghostface from Scream every year for sure. the rest of my life. I love those movies. Those are my favorite movies. I will die watching those movies. Did I you see that? Movies. I think that first costume piece where did i see this that that it was such so low budget that the first scream mask was just a a costume of william shatner that they spray painted white 
No, that's the Halloween mask. That's the oh, Michael Myers fuck. mask. You're right. Yeah. That's the Halloween mask. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you do for Halloween? That are, is, are you going to like a big like party with your high school friends that you always have? So I love, I love watching other people's costumes. I love like, I might go trick or treating with my niece and nephew this year, like low key, oh. just because like, why not? You know what I mean? Why not? That's why people have kids, right? So you can go trick or treating with them. I mean, <laughs> and like to raise children, yeah. But I love <laughs> horror movies. Like horror movies are my favorite thing in the whole world. Like I. I mean, I'm literally wearing a Freddy Krueger shirt right now. You I mean, are. It's just so full. Funny. Okay, the Patreon and... subscribers will see that gorgeous shirt and your gorgeous face. Continue. <laughs> I also love, like, I mean, I just I just love, like, going to haunted houses. I love, like, those Halloween Horror night shits that they do. Like, when I lived in L.A., because I lived in L.A. for three years, and mm-hmm. L.A.'s, like, I hated L.A., but L.A. turns it the fuck out for Halloween. They love Halloween in L.A. because it's a bunch of homosexuals. Do you know what I mean? Right. In the film industry. So it's like, that's, that's what it's it is. It's big budge. But it's have... full scale, big budge. Yes. And I would go to all, like, there was a group of, of friends of mine in LA that would organize like weekly and sometimes bi-weekly, like going to haunted houses and we would <gasps> go together as a group. And I would go to ones that you had to like sign an NDA and you had to go in alone. And it was like <gasps> a crazy experience. Yeah. I love that shit. Oh, that's see, I, I don't got, even I did... like a haunted house as much, but that I would do. That sounds so good. I did one where like they start you off and you're doing yoga cause you're in LA and all of a sudden they like put a bag over your head and like pull you into another room. <gasps> and then you have to like crawl under these like crazy things with a bag over your head and you don't know what you're doing. And then as you're crawling, you start feeling something and it's a body. Do and you the know body what? like I comes take up it and back. like pulls you out. Yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna do it that was one. Crazy. Uh a little, a little too high stakes for me. <laughs> oh yeah. These are like nuts. I mean, they were like you have to like you had to sign a whole thing saying like you can't sue us. You can't do this. People They're are like, because touch you. there is a 50, 50 chance. You will not walk out alive. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, Halloween is so big for so many people. Like Matt is obsessed and we're, and we're moving to LA soon. And we are like, he is so looking forward to the Halloween of it all in LA because he's heard of the high budge, high stakes, haunted houses, universal studio, like all of that stuff. So I'm looking forward to him enjoying it. And I'll just eat the candy because listen, do I, I do miss trick or treating. Like if you were to go trick or treating with your niece and nephew, what is the candy you were stealing from their bags? Kit Kat. Ooh. I love a Kit Kat. I do. I mean, a Kit Kat, you can't go wrong. Do you eat them one by one or do you, are you a monster that takes a bite out of the whole four pack? No, I don't take a bite out of the four, four pack, but I'll just, I, I know I don't do that. I'm not a monster. Thank you. Or, or a Hershey kiss or M&Ms. Oh, so you, you don't Ooh, go for the peanut, peanut butter ones. I do know a peanut butter M&M is the best M&M. I do love a peanut butter. What, but what about like a Reese's cup? Mm, no. Who hurt you? Why? Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know what? People love Reese's cups. I don't like Reese's. But give me a I reason because it. I'm not going to let it go. Give me a reason. They're nasty. What? These are horrible reasons, I, Gus. You're like, doing labeling terms here and I need to have an actual reason behind it. I don't like, I don't like Reese's. I don't like Reese's. I'm so sorry. I don't like is it the cons- Is it the texture? It's, I don't know what it is. I think it's too much peanut butter. Oh. And I don't like too much peanut. I actually don't like too much peanut butter. Okay. I respect that. That's you know, what that's I like actual, about a that's peanut butter reason. M&M. That's yeah. a reason. It's I don't a little... really like peanut butter a lot. Then what about, what about Snickers? How do you feel? No. Okay. Too much. Yeah. There's, it's a lot of peanut. Um, what about. It's too much peanut. What else is famous on Halloween? We've, we've said a lot of them. Oh, do you ever do, um, wait, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I don't like Twix either. And like Twix is another thing that people love. You know what? Twix, I can, if, if I have to fuck with the Twix, I will. But I think that for me, it's like the caramel gets a little too stringy. I don't want to look like disgusting. Yeah. 
Man, now I just want some candy. I, it's Halloween season is among us, and I can't wait. Well, as we are getting towards the final chapter of this episode, I wanna I wanna go on to a, a very difficult, controversial question that I know you'll have an opinion about. If the world was ending and you could only save one character actress, who would it be, Gus? You know what? I'm gonna go with. I, I don't even know if she's a character actress, but I'm just gonna say Sandra Bullock. Oh my god, no one said that, Gus. And that's actually... You know what? Every week, we try to unpack what it means to be a character actress, and I think that Sandra is going to be another controversial take. Ring the bell. I wish I had those, like, buttons for sound effects. Like, bing, bing, bing. Because, like, last week, we talked about Nicole Kidman, and that's... The internet was ablaze. But I think Sandra Bullock. Gus, what what are your favorite movies of hers that come to mind? Okay, well, let me tell you. Speed? Yes. That is a great movie. Great movie. Speed... It's an amazing movie. I used to watch it. My dad told me that I used to watch Speed so many times. Like he rented it from Blockbuster and I watched it so many times that the like the tape like ran <gasps> out. Like it started to wear thin. And like I ruined the VHS tape. And oh my he had god, to, like, that's how you know. for the whole thing. Yeah, it was Shit. I loved that movie. But I rewatched it during the pandemic because it was on HBO Max at some point. And let me tell up? you, it holds up. It holds oh, up so god. well. It is a master class in suspense building. It really, really is. It just gets so intense and like so it like it always is heightening. It's always heightening. Yes. It's so good. Sandra Bullock is amazing in it. She's just amazing. And like, listen, I can see why people would argue that she's not technically a character actress, because I think that character actresses are mostly affiliated with television. But like Miss Congeniality is the greatest movie of all time. Agree. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's in my top five. I think that if I were to argue, is Miss Congeniality is she a character actress in that movie? I would say I ha- I would probably say yes because she has to play Gracie Lou Freebush. She has to play a very gruff cop. She has to play. I mean, many arrays of different characters, and she goes has a full physical transformation that I would say very much means a, a character actress. Also. I think she's, as she's getting older, kind of in the Nicole Kidman way, she is choosing more roles that are more of the character actress realm. Like, it was maybe a little more ingenue, but what's that movie where recently came out in the past few years where she had to wear a blindfold and the world was ending? Oh, Bird Box. I mean, it's called Bird Box. Like, I don't care what the character is. It's such an absurd idea that we'll just consider it character actress. But Sandra, Sandy, as apparently her friends call her, I think that she deserves the world. And I think that she is a character actress because she is ever the fuck whatever she wants to be and what we want her to be. And in fact, like, I can't name a Sandra Bullock movie that I've seen that I didn't like. Like, there's a ton I haven't seen, just to be fair. But here are the ones, like, Bird Box is great. She was great in Ocean's 8. She was great in so Ocean's Eight. So good. So good. So good in Ocean's Eight. The Heat. The Heat. I didn't see it. The Heat. Oh my God. The Heat is so good. I saw that movie. Like I saw that movie three times, and it was back to back to back because I loved it so much. I literally saw it one night, and I laughed my ass off. And then the next day, I saw it with my dad, and he laughed his ass off. Wait, and give me the, the elevator day, pitch. Was, what is the Heat about? The Heat is about Melissa McCarthy oh. and Sandra Bullock making you fucking laugh your ass off for an Done. hour and 45 Sold. minutes. Sold. It's so good. It's like her playing a cop again, and it's so good. Even the blind side, like, listen, people have a lot to say about the blind side. They do. She's good in that movie, and she won an Oscar, and whatever. 
Gravity? Gravity. Yeah, Gravity. I loved Gravity. Are you kidding me? I loved it. Her dead daughter. I loved her and her dead daughter. Okay. I love Wait, that are you, movie. Is that, is that in Gravity? Or is the movie called The Dead Daughter? No, Gravity. There's the whole plot line where she's like, my daughter died. <laughs> right, 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 you know, right, right. She was picking up the mail or some shit and my daughter died. It was some I mean, listen, if story. Sandra Bullock was in a movie she, called Dead Daughter, I'd see it. I would, and it would be great. <laughs> great. I'm just saying. Also, the proposal with Betty White, yes. amazing. That's like one of the first Whatever. that comes to mind is that the proposal. It's like she, I don't care. Yes. You know what? If she could do another romantic comedy in the near future, I think that would be the biggest gift to humanity. And I think like climate change oh, would yeah. be fixed. I think it would really like a, it would be, do a big change to the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love, what's the other one? Oh, oh, oh. I, you know what? I liked Miss Congeniality too. It was trash, but I liked it. It doesn't matter. Two Weeks Notice, also a great movie. Great movie, great movie. Yeah, Sandy can't cannot do any wrong. And I feel like she really works selectively this, these days. And who are we to fault her for that? She has a gorgeous child or children. And do you remember, who was she married to that was kind of controversial? Oh, I don't remember. He's on that motorcycle show. I think he was low-key kind of hot, but also high-key, like trash. Um, Jesse <sighs> James? Yeah, yes, that's him. There you that's go. him. Jesse James. Go. Wow. Well, honestly, the first That's a Gay-Ass Movie episode I did was about miscongeniality. I just... I could quote that movie backwards and forwards. They're like... On, on, on actually, making a full circle about New York, the the woman that plays Miss New York, who is the lesbian, like, she's like... You're a Dawn Ho. What are, what are all, all her other lines I love so much? I mean, she like has a full breakdown I mean, on stage. When she has that breakdown on stage, it's so good. I also watched Miss Congeniality over the pandemic because I hadn't seen oh, it in yeah. a long time. And it holds up, okay? It holds it up. It does. The only, the only she... controversial take, because I think it does hold up. I think it's so good. What they made Michael, Michael Caine do a couple of times to be like, I'm gay and creepy, that was a little bit tough to watch, but it did not take away from the perfection of the movie because... Yeah, that's true. But maybe I was just looking for things to like, if anybody wants to cancel it, yeah, I don't like that part too. But like, she is just... I mean, first of all, any sort of makeover sequence, I will get behind. Yeah. Also, the scene, every time I think about I think about it every time a car almost hits me in New York, where she's like, hey, I'm gliding here. I think about it every day. There's and so she's like wide walking just, down the street. Yeah. It's oh, so good. It's such a good movie. You wanted a million. Uh, uh, how many times a week does that get stuck in your... Because that song is a banger. That song is a banger. A, a banger. Also, the... I cannot tell you how many times I'm like just walking through Dorian Reed, just being like, she's beauty and she's grace. She's, she's queen of 50 states. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So have you ever like, uh, I don't know, like broken the law? Well, <laughs> there was this one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Well, listen, before we say goodbye, I didn't prep you on this because I wanted to have you just give me an off-the-cuff answer. Before we say goodbye on That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, I want to ask another question, which is, uh, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Do you have an answer? Ooh, you know what? That's a good That's a good question because I also watched both Sister Acts for the very, very first time. <gasps> first time? over the pandemic yeah i had never seen them before i don't know i just like a blip in my i don't know blip in my movie history that i have never watched them but i did watch them over the pandemic give me the opinion what was it both of them the thing is the problem with the second sister act movie is that Uh it's just 
it's not the same movie. It's like a movie that they wrote to be a kid's movie that they were like, oh, we'll just make this the sister act sequel. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a white savior movie featuring Whoopi Goldberg that they didn't (laughs) intend to give to Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, you're right, because Bette Midler was supposed to get it. Bette Midler was supposed to do Sister Act 2, or she was supposed to do that version of the movie. Right. Of whatever it was. So it was supposed to be a white savior story about, like, Bette Midler coming to these, like, underprivileged kids. Oh and then they just, like, shoved, like, the Sister Act kind of brand over it. And it really feels that way. I've never heard this, and this is my number one of all time. And I, that, and because I've never heard this, I'm not going to have an instant rebuking of you right now. I'm not going to say you're a bad person. I'm not going to say you're after me and my family. What I will say is that I can't believe that Sister Act 2 was not originally written as just like a sequel to the first one and that it was going to be something else. I'm going to have to do more research on this. But are you saying that you like Sister Act 1 more than 2? Or which one, if you could look back on it, which one do you like better? What I'm saying is I love them both equally, actually. I think they're both great. Yeah. I think that like, it's just, that was the only thing that I like, like watching Sister Act 2. I was like, oh, this kind of just doesn't feel the same. There's something like different about this. And like, I could tell where like the script rewrite came in at a certain point, I guess. (laughs) Oh, sure, sure, sure. I could, I could tell where they were like, oh yeah, we're making this a Whoopi Goldberg movie (laughs) at a certain point. And I think, I mean, I, I mean, I read that. I've heard that from multiple sources that that's how it, that's how they were supposed to do the movie. But I mean, again, like that also happened in the nineties a lot where it was just like, they had a script and they just like put a franchise over it where like a lot of sequels were just like things or like things that they just, right. They like Frankenstein to to make it fit into the original. Yeah. I, that so makes a lot it, of sense. It would make sense, but I mean, I don't know if you're going to find too much research about it because it's just something I've heard from just different people. But yeah, yeah. all this to say, both sister acts are fucking great. And the first one especially is just so good. I mean, it, they're, really just, they're really just very fun. And that is a great answer and also great conversation. So everyone listening, if you want to chime in, if you've heard other things about this one and two situation, come on now. Let me know. Um, Gus, I want to thank you so much for coming on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. What do you want to plug before you say goodbye? Um, oh, great. So I'm headlining Stand Up New York at the end of the month, October 29th. I'll October be doing October 29th, yes. If you're in New York. That is amazing. Gosh, Gus, you are such a star. Thank you so much for coming on. I put your uh, social media in the description. If you're not already following Gus, you know you're going to now. And Gus, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to That's the Gayest Podcast this week, my friends. That was Gus Constantellas. Follow him on all social media. He's a, st- I mean, he's a star in all of it. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, it's all good. Follow me at Eric Wills and the podcast Instagram is at Gay Ass Podcast. And if you are still on the fence about the Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash gay ass podcast. You can see this full video and get an inside scoop on which guests are to come. Uh, I do want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for still listening after that disgusting story up top. I did realize that the hurricane was probably not food poisoning. I just have a weak constitution and my friend who lived in New Orleans for a while told me it's just a lethal combination of alcohol and sugar. So if you end up going, I hope you fare better than I did. Because like Matt and my friend Alex both were fine. So I don't know why it chose me, but I am one of the chosen people. 
Jewish and sensitive tummy. Uh, make sure to come back next week and enjoy the rest of your week, my friends. I love y'all. Have a gay as hell day. Mwah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.